Welcome to Uniquely Me, Voice of the South Asian Community. I'm your host, Tanjin Twinkle. And I'm your co-host, Tasneem Hassan. This podcast is about South Asian community members who want their unique voices to be heard in the South Asian community and beyond. The podcast is a segue to conduct meaningful conversation about South Asian culture and community. So let's get this conversation rolling. In today's episode, we will be talking about entrepreneurship and pursuing different career paths. And for that, we actually have Varun Sharma, who wears multiple hats and has worked at various organizations, not only in one country, but in two (laughs) at this moment. So let us hear from him about his story. Hey, Varun, how are you? Hey, ladies. Good to connect with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for coming on our show. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> How's your weekend been so far? Uh, weekend's been all right. Spend quite mm-hmm. some time at home. Okay. Uh, yeah, just I think it's the last week of summer, so just oh, trying to make yeah. the most out of it. Uh, I mean, I, I can't even take California winter. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there even winter in California? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys don't have snow, so you can't say winter, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm. Snow. I am coming from Dubai, so I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, even even a little bit of snow is a bit too much of snow for people like us who are desert babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah. I hate snow. Snow is like <laughs> the worst. Okay, yeah, last actually last winter was brutal. I mean, I think it was really cold, and this was the first time I actually saw snow in Philly. I I fell, I tripped, I I injured myself. There was like a lot, a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. words. I, I don't think I told you this last name. Um, during uh, we had a blizzard mm-hmm. and like camp, like everyone left early. I was mm-hmm. stuck at work and I was oh. just like paper in a blizzard, like at my job because like I couldn't leave and oh I was so angry. God. I was like, I want to go home. Oh my god, okay, I did not know that, but yeah, no, yeah. Sucks. yeah. so. Varun, thank you so much for wanting to come to our podcast and we're so excited to actually talk to you about the kind of journey that you've had like professionally and can you tell our listeners something about your professional journey in the US and now in the USA? Sure. So, started off growing up in Dubai. I did my schooling there. I did my engineering there. Let's um, plan the Dubai campus mm-hmm. and after that, I started working in consulting, spent a couple of years, eventually became a project manager. Things were looking good, but I wanted to challenge myself uh, <clears throat> in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I decided to work on a startup alongside my dad, uh, where we create dry fruits um, mm-hmm. in possibly the best manner that we can catering to the American market. Uh, what we do is we try to combine nature and luxury with mm. sort of our dry fruits based ingredients. Um, and we do this uh, curating different occasions. And I'm sure Tasneem, I want to hear your story, the one that you were telling me the other day uh, about how you came across one of our collections. Um, <laughs> but, but that's yeah. basically what we do. We are a direct to consumer retailer. Uh, we do it on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as as a brand philosophy, we try to use, or more like we very strictly do not use any preservatives, any sugar, any additives. Uh, anything which is good for your body, we try to add it to our ingredients. Anything that's not good for your body, anything mm-hmm. that you should not be gifting to your family, we try to stay away from it. Um, mm-hmm. 
and over the years i'm anticipating us catering more towards the healthy premium food segment i mm-hmm. think that's where we see ourselves heading mm-hmm. uh, i'm speaking to you right now from california mm-hmm. uh, i spend half my year over here half the year in dubai mm-hmm. um, and this is just a busy season for us so mm-hmm. it makes sense for me to spend the second half of the year in us yeah and i also mm-hmm. i also came across the fact that recently i think you guys had ja- ganesh chaturthi right Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so did you did you guys have a collection for that? No, we didn't we didn't really have a collection for Ganesh Chaturthi. Uh, okay. But we we put out uh, a few informational posts and I think that's okay. another mm-hmm. direction that I want to take the brand in. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I think it makes sense for a brand to focus a little bit on educational content along with their offerings mm-hmm. uh, which adds value to their customers more than what they're just selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we put out. But we do have four new collections in quarter four coming out uh, all catering to different communities oh wow oh wow yeah. okay yeah that's yeah. going to be one very interesting because you know i feel like that would also give a lot of awareness and like people will know about certain occasions that many people wouldn't know about exactly, exactly. you know um things exactly. like that and now that varun actually talked about the story how i came across you know <laughs> the, his uh, you know his company was i was at my cousin's place doing eid and um my cousin was like oh you know um i don't have much at home for snacks but you know you can just have this and she handed me the box and i'm just looking at this box and i'm like i saw this somewhere and then i was looking at her i'm like where did you get this from she's like oh uh, somebody you know sent it to me and stuff because there was an occasion and you know they had a special edition so you know her colleague or somebody sent it to her so i was like laughing i'm like oh i know i know somebody <laughs> i know this person you know i know i know varun and i was telling her about him i'm like yeah i know him because you know he was a dj in dubai and um i also kind of did a bit of volunteering work with him at inara and you know like uh, that's how i know him and she was just like yeah she's like wow you know everybody and i'm like not really <laughs> i know him so that's yeah. where i just really wanted to talk to varun and i tried reaching out to you uh you know i i saw okay you know your journey is pretty interesting because i knew you used to work for one of the big fours then you were also doing djing you know you were djing as well so i found your journey to be very interesting and i just wanted to connect with you to know your story about that no i think i think yeah. it's been a good connection i think we've been talking <laughs> now for a week um, yeah. i think it just goes back to the vibe thing Uh, that you kind of know all the people from there yeah. and especially if they come to the US you just want to connect with them exactly um, so that's, uh, that's every time i hear someone talk about dubai i feel like it's like it's a small like it's a small town it's even though it's a country big. it is it is you you be surprised you have a second second degree connection with literally everyone wow <laughs> yeah. yeah you <laughs> just you just know them you just know them and you just know I mean, them. Yeah, we can just start talking about friends and like, yeah, I know this person too. Yeah, I know this person too. That's that's how Dubai works. <laughs> that's so and funny. Think, yeah, and you know, especially I think for Varun and maybe myself as well because I was highly involved in Hate It What's um, you know, volunteering culture and stuff like that, extracurriculars. 
I knew everybody, even bits like bits, Manipal, like nearby universities. Sometimes you would get to know some people, and I knew Varun because I think I saw him on campus a few times, or yeah. maybe you came and perform, you you performed there, right? Like yes. you DJed, yeah. So that's how I know him, and that's like way long ago, like not. Not something like <laughs> just a few years ago. So that's how small Dubai is, Tanji. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but I want to get back to like Varun's journey. So about Lumiere Gourmet Fruits, like where did you get that idea from? Because I know you wanted like to challenge yourself and you know do a startup. But where does this idea come from? So my dad has about twenty twenty five years of experience uh, with one of the food brands in the Middle East. Uh, he knew how to make some of the best dry fruit based products um, and i started to understand technology really well because i was in tech consulting i was always focused on technology um, i was doing it for other clients and then i'm like you know what i think i can help with the technology aspect i can have my dad help with the recipe aspect uh, and we're like you know what let's do this uh, next thing you know we we built a website we started retailing on it uh and ever since then it's just been a journey one after the other coming out with different collections um and now we're two years into it <laughs> you know <laughs> uh it's it's been it's been fast and it's been exciting um and another aspect of it which has been rather interesting for me and I've kind of figured out from the different aspects that I worked on is that I like interacting with people um I've done that as a DJ I mean I meet I meet so many people at weddings at, at clubs at concerts it's it's been a big part of my life uh, I love meeting people for example that's name we met first when performing at uh, Harriet Ward for one of the annual events then we met at a volunteering event uh, mm. that we were organizing mm. uh, and and I realized that I want to build a consumer centric brand uh, mm. and then That's when my dad and I decided we're going to focus on the direct-to-consumer channel uh, mm-hmm. and really come out with products that are extraordinary uh, for the American market. Because mm-hmm. even though America has some of the best offerings uh, when it comes to food, um, a lot of it is processed. A lot of mm-hmm. it is uh, is not sold the way it should be sold. And I think mm-hmm. we're trying to do that with our food offerings. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think it'll be fun. be fun the journey ahead Tanjin do you want to ask him another question yeah actually I wanted to know um, so you know, the pandemic happened and it affected many like businesses local businesses so I just wanted to know like how was running a business like during like the pandemic so even though the pandemic hit California really hard uh, the good part about our brand was that we were always digital first our primary retail channel has been our website uh, and if anything the pandemic accelerated the digital adoption across america i mean you look at you look at the stats from back in 2001 uh, till 2018 you had 1% growth uh, in consumer shopping online but then all of a sudden pandemic happens and from 18% you're up to 25% uh, all of a sudden everyone is shopping online consumers that never shopped online decided mm-hmm. to shop online and that gave us a boost during a time where we really interacted uh, with the consumers 
and really got people on our website which has helped us till date because a lot of a, lot, a big aspect of brand building is maintaining the long term relationship uh, mm-hmm. and the connections we made early on in the pandemic are still strong till today so if anything it has helped us but then there have been problems as well for example sometimes the team mm-hmm. has fallen sick so we had to decide how to uh, how to play around with that and then uh, recently we faced the problem with our shipment because the, our supply chain uh, mm-hmm. with the delays from china was causing a lot of problem uh, so of course there have been other issues uh, every business has it once they get mm-hmm. started but if anything uh, the pandemic has has helped people one to move online and second to focus on their health a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. both of these help our brand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so along with the lines of that like so like what are the pros and cons of like entrepreneurship like similar to that line <laughs> We just <laughs> talked about this Varun Yeah we discussed we discussed about we, it we, so we can go on and on and on about I swear I swear I mean, yeah If if anything I think entrepreneurship is idealized more than what it should be uh it's definitely not easy uh I I think anyone who's listening it out there they need to understand that if they are going to get into an entrepreneurship aspect uh they really need to have a safety net behind them uh at least you're looking at 12 months of savings uh which keeps you afloat you're looking at a business idea that you're just testing out and you're hopefully generating revenue very early on uh, mm-hmm. because the biggest thing about about being an entrepreneur is you need to start selling to get that money coming in the faster you get to do that the better you become at it um, mm-hmm. and the reason why i say entrepreneurship is more idealized is it is not all about me working whenever i want me working me taking an off day whenever i want instead if anything it adds it adds a lot more work uh, because you can have to take care of a lot more things you need to upskill in a lot of aspects i I didn't know anything about digital marketing when I started the brand. A few weeks into the company I'm like, "Oh, okay. So now I need to learn how to run Facebook ads. I I don't know this. So now I need to learn how to hire people to run Facebook ads. I don't know how to do this." Mm, right. Simple simple things. It it took so much effort. You know? Um yeah. and sorry, you have a question? Oh no, I was just saying so you basically have to learn how to be your own boss basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think the toughest part about jumping the ship from a 9 to 5 to becoming an entrepreneur is realizing how to balance your time the best. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the tough aspect because mm-hmm. uh at first you realize that you just want to keep yourself busy as an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. did that as well. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stack myself up with 10 meetings in a workday. Soon realize that's not the way to go about it. I don't need to have so many meetings. I don't get work done. Mm-hmm. I need to be a lot more disciplined with my life. Uh, on on a regular day, I wake up at five forty in the morning. I go to the gym. I start work. Mm-hmm. I realize that I have to keep that going for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I can't I can't start slacking, waking up uh, midday and then working two hours and then just going for a movie. That's not going to float. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's that's been an aspect uh, which which has been rather challenging, mm-hmm. uh, but. entrepreneurship teaches you Entre- entrepreneurship teaches you teaches you as fast as as it can and i was reading something two days back and it says uh, the best part about entrepreneurship is 
you don't you don't have uh, a boss and the worst part about it is is you don't have a boss exactly you can, yeah. <laughs> you can have to make the most i think you have to be very very disciplined to be an entrepreneur also Yeah, yeah. I think that's the tough that's the like toughest part. I having mean, the willpower to keep going on your bad days too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean like uh, being a producer is nothing like it's not I mean it's similar like entrepreneurship is also really not but like just you know going to work every day and even though like you have that show the day the day before and mm-hmm. you still have to keep on going. I think that's like the most toughest thing you have to do is just like mm-hmm. going to work every day knowing anything can happen. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah and you know like moving on from there actually um you know Varun you brought up a very important topic during our first conversation was about family support when pursuing entrepreneurship so can you like tell us more about it because i remember you wanted to talk about it as well yeah so i think that's a very important aspect mm-hmm. uh, in trying to build a company for yourself or trying to build an idea for yourself I think this mm-hmm. this is very persistent in South Asian communities uh, the relationship with parents and you have to deepen on it if you're going to be taken to entrepreneurship route. Yeah. So <clears throat> so in my case it was my entire family moving to California and my dad and I starting to work on it so it might have been a little bit more different uh, mm-hmm. but but if anything uh, there were there was a month where I've got a younger brother all four of us had no income coming in and we were still happy you know we're like okay we're going to work on the startup as a family and it's going to be interesting and we're going to make the most out of it um and that that really kept us going i mean mm-hmm. of course like like you were just saying that you have a bad day and you got to get beyond it um this is bad day for the family and you have to get beyond it right uh, mm-hmm. and if you do not have that support from your family early on it gets it gets tough in the long run because mm-hmm. at a young age where we are at we do need financial support we do need we do need mental support uh, right men- mental support is not spoken of enough and i think it should be spoken of a lot more in depth financial support okay. yes we don't i think all of us uh, don't have infinite savings we are very young we just try to make a living mm-hmm. uh, so having that family supporting in both these aspects becomes very crucial mm-hmm. uh, on how you grow and i think i think having the right support system starts mm-hmm. off first by having a strong family supporting you and mm-hmm. then having your closest friends supporting you in the journey mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. yeah that's that's actually very important i think um it goes very unnoticed when pursuing the path of entrepreneurship or anything creative even like for example yeah. even in the creative industry when you want to put in extra hours because you know when i talk to tanjin right. now as a news producer like tanjin tells me she has crazy hours in a way sometimes she has night shifts she has yeah, she has her shift starting from 12 but tanjin can you talk about it more um yeah no some i mean like okay so the thing about being a news producer is you are always on call no matter what mm-hmm. it's like working those i i think i did explain my parents one time they they called me to ask if i was coming over for labor for labor day weekend and i was like no i can't cuz i didn't get off and they're like why didn't you get off as a holiday i'm like well technically i kind of work as a first responder like i i kind of work as what um uh, it's the what is this, that word essential yeah so i work as an essential employee so i have to go to work no matter what like cuz yeah. everyone needs to get news every day new things are happening every single day that i need to let people know 
So like, I can't not go to work and not cover those stories. And so I had to explain to my mom how my hours are basically like, like a doctor's hours or EMT hours to be exact. And she was like, oh, okay, so things are different now. I'm like, yeah, things are different. I can't come home anytime <laughs> I want to. I need to work weekends when I don't want to. Um, or like work nights or like say, even say overtime when we have breaking news or like a tornado hit Delaware and they're like, we need to go on air now. You can't go home. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm stuck here. Great. And so yeah. it's like one of those days where you just have like, it's like one of those jobs where you have to figure out like, like new things could happen um your hours are not set and you just have to be okay with anything that comes after you you're basically mm-hmm. thrown into a pool like into a hot lava basically mm-hmm. but i feel like that's like i mean it's, i feel like it would be similar starting a startup too because like things are being thrown at you and you're trying to manage yeah. everything while running a new business yeah 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 and the same thing i mean for example, Black Friday weekend, uh, everyone's off for Thanksgiving. For me, it's the busiest day of my year mm, uh, because I'm true. running ad campaigns, I'm running email campaigns. I need to ensure everything is going out right. Mm. Uh, and even as a DJ, it's the same thing. I miss out on all the big festivals because I'm generally yeah. DJing. You know, let it be New Year's, let, let it be Holy, mm. uh, let it be Christmas. I generally had a gig in Dubai. So it's never with family for these occasions. Um, but oh. then, just just as just as in your case, I think my family was supportive, and they're like, you know what, it's all good. Uh, trying to make the most out of it, and mm-hmm. that that definitely has played a key role. And mm-hmm. I think I, I think the team put it really well. In any creative field, uh, yeah. you need to have that going for yourself, exactly, uh, in the deepest way possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, like you say, like finding that balance is so important because I feel like once I started working, I couldn't find that balance. And I think I just, you know, I think I just ran myself really deep where I was just like stressed out all the time and I wasn't happy. So like, how did you find that balance? Or like, what do you do for fun or try to do? So I, I think, I think the balance gets a lot tougher the minute you quit your nine to five and you get into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all of a sudden you have all the time in the world and you don't have all the time in the world at the same time so it's it it becomes becomes rather difficult to keep that going for yourself um but just personally uh a challenge i faced i think first i'll talk about the challenges because that becomes a little bit more important uh, is upskilling and keeping up with people uh, what i mean by upskilling is if i'm working at a firm they tend to help me out with upskilling every now and then Mm-hmm. When I'm running my own startup, I need to decide how I'm going to be upskilling myself. You have to be a self-learner. Exactly. That, that becomes, <laughs> that's a big, big difference. And I'm yeah. sure both of you have done this as well. From just figuring out which platform you want to run your podcast on. From exactly. how you want to modulate your voice, what equipment <laughs> to use. Just these simple things. You have to right. learn it. Yeah. And that's, that's the tough part about entrepreneurship and getting that going for sale. Second thing is... When you're working a traditional nine to five, you tend to meet the same people every day. You right. interact with them. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're having a startup. You've got a much smaller team, mm-hmm. um, and you need to realize that keeping it going with a smaller team at the same consistency or better consistency than what you're doing at a job is not that easy. Um, right. And all of a sudden, you're taking care of a lot of different areas that you you didn't know about. Uh, gets gets rather tough to get that going for yourself. Um, so I think that those are two big challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of in terms of switching over to entrepreneurship uh, 
the good aspect and how i kept going for myself is a lot of networking uh i i focus a lot on meeting the right people who inspire mm-hmm. me who believe in believe in the startup and who believe in the journey uh people like you who think uh amount to something that this helps stuff like having these conversations mm-hmm. and figure out what i can do differently what i can do better mm-hmm. um second aspect is fitness has been a key part of my life i go to the gym early in the morning i have kept that going for myself uh of course the pandemic plays a role in uh working from home mm-hmm. but when you, as an entrepreneur you are generally working from home a lot more mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. so that aspect is trying to get the moment going for myself has been interesting i fostered a dog uh his name is arthur i fostered Aww. him in dubai and i That's flew so him to california <laughs> yeah so now, so now i've adopted him and uh, he's happy with my family in california so that that really helped me as well um, and these these are little of changes that i did over the last one year i think reading the right kind of books yeah uh, has definitely helps uh, listening to the right kind of podcast mm-hmm. uh, definitely helps mm-hmm. and uh, just having a positive attitude uh, like mm-hmm. for example if i'm if i'm having this podcast conversation i'm like yeah the business is going poor i haven't done much sales this month mm-hmm. if my outlook is that i probably will not be doing well mentally mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. you know on the business but just having a positive outlook with all of it going for yourself plays a very big role in how you grow yourself and you grow the business yeah exactly and you know it's so important like for example like even my cousin actually got a cat last last year she adopted a cat so her cat has been the light of our lives like i so during the pandemic um i visited my family 14 months later um i hadn't seen anybody in the us like uh in 14 months because of the pandemic and right. this time when i went for eid and everything i went to new york four times nice i was like i cannot do this i told my parents i'm like look i'm not i'm just and i live by myself so i'm just like look there's a limit to how much a person can like take it yeah. i got my vaccination i'm going to be careful i'm going to live with my family so i'm like please let me go or like you know i don't have to ask them but i'm right. just kind of concerned about the whole pandemic situation but i was like no i need to go and i went four times so you know that's my outlet i love to yeah. go you know i also went to dc by myself like i i did a whole solo thing for 7 8 hours i walked in I'm dc glad, i'm so glad <laughs> to go to dc by yourself Huh? Yeah. Remember when you were like you weren't sure if like I was remember when you were trying to find someone to go to DC with and I'm like just go by yourself. And yeah, you're like, that like, was you're really like, nice. And you're like no, I don't I don't think I want to and I'm like go I by loved yourself. It. I, I yeah, loved I'm it. glad you took that advice to go by yourself. <laughs> I loved it cuz I went to these galleries and museums and saw the Capitol Hill. Um you know, I walked by myself, got food for my like it's it's a different kind of um you know feeling when you're just traveling by yourself as well i think you learn a lot about you know how you function when yeah. you travel and yeah. uh, i'm i that's my outlet but yeah it's been quite hard and it's not hard. it's not easy i i think i can't do a solo travel if i wanted to uh, i don't <laughs> think i don't think i have it in me i mean i i don't like driving alone i like a person next to me so okay. 
This is my I first time, so I'm just doing things out of my comfort zone. <laughs> well, it seemed to yeah. have worked well for you, so uh, <laughs> yeah. expect yeah. a lot more of that. Yeah, and you know, I hope so. But um, I happens. definitely am more of a friends and family person. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that's, going. That's a South Asian thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Anything. definitely a South Asian thing. Yeah. <laughs> but Barun, yeah. I have a question. Um, I saw your logo for um, Lumiere, and it's like a great logo. Like, where, did you come up with it? Like, how did that logo come into place? So that that's my dad's idea. So basically, it's a tree. Uh, sort of like a modern tree uh which emphasizes on us being natural uh completely natural and it's 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 sort of just stuck you know sometimes you just have a good idea a good logo and you're like yeah this is the logo i'm going to go with no it's a great logo <laughs> like, i'm looking at it right now and i'm yeah. just like this is yeah. great yeah 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 i think that that's sort of i mean in building a brand the first aspect is of course designing the logo uh deciding your fonts deciding your colors and that's at a good base to how you want to continue building the brand uh, yeah, no, and that fall. that is the Yeah no your fall collection looks pretty cool like there's a pumpkin on top and there's like a red leaf <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like looking I'm like looking want to buy one for myself right now these are completely natural by the way they have no added sugar so I'm giving you dessert without any added sugar <laughs> and again well, at the same time No, I think no. you guys also have like dates in there and the first thing I went out for when my cousin gave me the box I was like ooh dates and she's like okay she's like you missed the vibe don't you I'm like yeah <laughs> like dates you know like that's something that you miss to eat no, I feel like I can eat the I can eat like like the fruit like the fruits here and not feel like unhealthy at all that's the best mm-hmm. part like if I want mm-hmm. something sweet I could just eat this and feel healthy exactly. because they're fruit Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what we go for. I mean, so in the industry you will notice a trend where a lot of food says zero calories, but then you start reading the ingredients and you realize it's packed with preservatives and ingredients you can't even pronounce. Uh mm. that's not a good idea, you know. Yeah. So, I think I think maintaining I think you are what you eat. I'm a strong believer of that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I like to eat these every now and then. I have a sweet tooth. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't put something in my body that I do not want to put um, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm kind of trying to spread outside so for example right. what the steam was saying the crescent collection what we had for Eve mm-hmm. uh, that was completely natural we got our dates imported from Medina uh, in Saudi wow. Arabia we're like we're like you know this is Eve this is as as big as it gets if we are catering to the Muslim community we need to get them dates from Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. you know it it becomes yeah. Because the dates in Saudi Arabia taste completely different. Yeah, that's what they my dad does all the time. He was yeah. like, like for, he takes dates seriously during Ramadan, so he makes sure he gets the best ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's how it works. And mm-hmm. I mean, similarly, what we're doing for Diwali collection, which is coming out in about a week's time, is mm-hmm. we have realized what the Indian Hindu community is looking for. Then we've got something for Passover, which is for the Jewish community. Yeah, um, that requires a kosher certification. It requires a different ideology, understanding what they're looking at, and that's what we try to deepen on, trying to understand mm-hmm. different communities and catering mm-hmm. collections for them. Uh, and that that seems to be a formula which which has worked for us because a lot of these communities are underrepresented. 
mm-hmm. um, and it just makes sense to cater to them. So, for example, the Crescent Collection catering to the Muslim community mm-hmm. uh, is a big deal because there isn't enough for Ramadan and Eid. You know, uh, yeah. we we do a part at it, and the community appreciates it as well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's less about business; it's more about supporting the mm-hmm. the community when you're building a brand. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I have conversations with all these people that bought the Crescent Collection, and they give us ideas on what we're going to do next year. And that's the best part about building a direct-to-consumer brand: that you have the direct direct number of the person you can speak right. to them. Be like, hey, what did you think of this? What can change? What can improve? You get feedback mm-hmm. because it's a small company. A decision between me and my dad can be taken in two hours. You know, mm-hmm. um, I had a friend who was joking with me. Uh, uh, I was installing a buy now pay later application, and I got it up in three hours. And he's like, "Dude, the same thing took me three months, you know, to get an approval from all the people to have it on our website." Mm-hmm. That's the good part, you know, because you act really fast on feedback. You make the right decisions. It's data driven. It's feedback oriented. It works out really well, and that continues building the brand. In the long mm-hmm. term. Mm, yeah, definitely. And you know, Varun, last question I wanted to ask you was, how has your journey like been so far when we compare um, east to the west? I mean, in terms of business or lifestyle or you know, working things around. How do you think it has shaped your journey and some reflection on it? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, if you're expecting me to give a very thoughtful answer to us do it i don't have one because to be honest it's it's less it's less to do with where you are i think yeah. it's more to do with what you're doing uh, exactly. and with anything uh with the massive rise of globalization mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you can be working from dhaka and doing the same thing that you were doing in philadelphia mm-hmm. i mean that's that's how it works for me even though i'm in dubai i am mm-hmm. still working with my us clients uh, mm-hmm. i've got a global team i've got i've got members in bangladesh Greece right. and Switzerland and India. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter where I'm sitting. I'm still working with them, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in in one aspect, the business has introduced me to different communities mm-hmm. um, because one of the products that we offer, two because of the team that we're building. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I didn't have in Dubai. Even though Dubai is very multicultural, uh, you're like a third culture kid. You you meet people. different nationalities all the time mm-hmm. um, there is a limit to how many people you can meet from different backgrounds um, yeah. whereas when you start building a brand uh, internationally uh, and i think once you once you get a little bit more focused on entrepreneurship you start interacting with people from a lot of different different backgrounds different journeys Um, mm-hmm. And that that I think is is rather exciting. Uh, like for example, I'm working with uh, someone in Germany right now for some work, and I I'm speaking to someone in some other European countries. I wouldn't have had this opportunity if I was in Dubai working at mm-hmm. my typical job. Uh, and that I think has been has been the most exciting part, uh, and the difference working. From Dubai and working from US. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some well, that's some thoughtful answer. That was really thoughtful. You were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. That was very thoughtful. <laughs> thoughtful answer, right there. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, I this is this is me being honest with you. This is me being absolutely honest. This is I think... pretty cool. No, it's yeah. fine. You're good. <laughs> that was a great thought. And Barun, before like we go, like, can you tell us, like, can you tell our viewers where we can get your delicious fruits from? Like the website, like the name of the website. The website is lumiagourmet.com. That's L-A-U-M-I-E-R-E-G-O-U-R-M-E-T.com. We ship globally. Uh, we have a lot of new connections coming up uh, in the next few months. Uh, mm-hmm. Check us out. Let me know what can be improved. If you want to get in touch with me directly and say this is really good on the website, works. This is really bad on the website. You need to change it. Let me know as well. My email ID is Varun. That's V A R U N at Dumegormet dot com. More than happy to hear your thoughts. More than happy on what you think can be done better. Uh, I mean, if you if you've heard the episode this far, um, and you really think there is something I can do better, please let me know. Mm-hmm. All ears for that. Awesome! Thank you, Varun. Thank you for coming on the show. We're learning from you today. <laughs> no, thank you for having me, both so of you. Much. Pleasure, pleasure connecting with you. Thank you, and listeners. Thank you for listening to us talk about today's topic. We want to let you know that we are not experts in these subject matters. This is a regular conversation from our perspectives and experiences with our guests about issues that matter in the community. If you feel the same way or have an opinion about this topic, please let us know by emailing us at uniquelyneedvoice@gmail.com. I hope you all took something from today's episode, and this is us, Tanjean and Tasneem, uniquely me signing off.